With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2011, and my name is Steve. And look, I know people are expecting a really negative show tonight, but we're only going to focus on the positive aspects of the week. (laughs) And that's the show. Exactly. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Sorry, Stevie, I stole your joke. No, no, you know what? I I 75% expected you to do exactly what you did. Thank you. It was great. Ham doesn't really like waiting for punchlines. I don't. I don't. Uh, Hammy, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'd like to wish happy birthday to my wife. She turned 40 today. Happy birthday, Hammy's wife, who shall remain nameless. Yes, for all the you innocent. stinkers out there. Yes. <laughs> and happy birthday, Steve, to your son this week as That's well. right. Yes, who we will be giving his name and address exactly. later on. There's, there's pictures on the website. <laughs> yeah, my youngest turned five. On nice. Five. It's, a big, it's a big number. Big number. That's crazy. It is. It is. He'll be driving soon enough. Indeed. Well, Hammy, anyway. uh, that's great. And didn't you have your anniversary this week? And I did. Ten years. Ten years. Congratulations Just, to you both. Thanks. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. I mean, that's the best of ways. <laughs> touch up. Yeah. 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 Right. Touch. Curtis, yeah. how are you? Well, I feel like Ham because I'm terribly unprepared for the show. What? <laughs> wow. What? Oh, my I was, I, you know, I mean, I was clearly expecting the rapture, and so I figured uh, we weren't going to be doing a show on Sunday. So, so here I am. I'm going to change all my points of view just to disagree with you. <laughs> well, since you have nothing to back any of them up with, it, it'll be listen. Okay. Oh my! I have to say, I that last point, and that just because somebody disagreed with me erroneously on the blog. Are we talking about um, your Atlanta Crackers uh, fact yeah. of the day? It is a fact, though. So, I mean, you can, and it's, it's, it's a whatever. It's obviously, if you go out there and search, there's no real definitive source. But if you go to the dictionary, it does say a person from um, Georgia or Florida is a cracker. And it says nowhere that the uh, crackers were named after the firecrackers. You can't find that anywhere, just for the record. That it was really from the crack of the bat is where they, that came from. I thought you, wait a minute. Last week you said it was from cracking the, the pecan. Pecans, right. No, no. Kurt said it's ironic that they were called the black crackers. And I said that cracker was not always just because of the color of the cracker, right? But, um, but that actually came from people who were pecan crackers. That still is true. Okay. Maybe. I feel like you've changed your store in the last 30 seconds. But let's not talk about it again because <laughs> it wasn't that interesting last week. Uh, oh, all right. God. Keep, keep the attacks coming, Curtis. <laughs> good um before we get started everybody please make sure you don't miss any podcasts by subscribing to us on itunes or setting up an rss feed and to keep up with everything going on with the show and the website follow us on twitter at atl baseball talk and on facebook all right guys in tonight's show we'll discuss the closer's role chipper's meniscus tear and our confidence level in freddie as the manager but first guys the offense and the injuries i cannot remember 
a bigger train wreck of a week in uh, recent memory. At least this year. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I would. Yeah, I would say recent memory. It was pretty, pretty terrible. Nah. Well, last we had last April. There was a nine-game losing streak. I mean, we did. We lost two of three or three of five, right? I mean, ultimately. Yeah, but it was a pretty terrible week. I mean, even the two Houston wins were last-inning heroics, not many runs. At and home against the worst team in the National League. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it was a good week. Do not get me wrong. I'm not. <laughs> even if, Curtis, I'm disagreeing with you. Um, what? <laughs> but but it, it wasn't the, the – it was a bad, bad week. I don't know why we're arguing about this. It's really crazy. But, I mean – we did have a nine-game losing streak last year. Okay. How quickly we forget. Fair enough. But, yes. like, you know, no one's walking. No one's really getting any hits. I mean, our, you know, our main guys, except for McCann and Prado, no one's hitting. The offense has just absolutely disappeared. Yeah, when you're waiting around for Joe Mather to hit a three-run homer, you've got serious, serious problems. My highlight of the week, aside from McCann's homer against Houston to win that day game, was the um, the headline for the Braves.com uh, game story this morning was Mather Marshall's in victory, something, something, something. It was like an Eminem reference. Oh, nice. Nice. Pretty clever and, you know, almost subversive for, like, you know, Braves.com. I thought that was pretty good. Yes, indeed. Um that's the, yeah. It's, that's really, it's, that's it, the best thing I've got for this week. It's really <laughs> that's the only hit of the week, and it was off the field. Um, it's really frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating. I don't know, and I I'm really scratching my head. Um, what to do about it? I mean, so, and, and I, I, I because with given what we have, I mean, the, the two things you can do, I feel like, to get the offense going is you can change the lineup around. Um, which seems Freddie is reluctant to do, as we saw with McLeod, and, and, and unless there's an injury. Well, wait, but Freddie did it all weekend. He changed the lineup around. But that was, or unless, yeah. unless you're, it's due to injury, right? And that's because he was just playing with like broken pieces. Because Hayward's out, and Chipper's hurt, and doing looking horrible. Um, or, but or you, I mean, you change it, but that's not working. Or you just change your approach at the plate. But I think Freddie and Larry, when you, Larry Parrish, when you hear these comments like. Oh, it's just go. That's the way it goes. Sometimes we well, just can't so, score your runs, or there's not really anything you can do about it. It's like yes, you can, right? Isn't there something you can do about it? And it's frustrating. So I don't know what I don't know what what there is to be done at this point. What would you? I mean, what would you guys do? Well, I would. I would. So I'm not going to answer your question directly, but it, it reminded me just how disappointed and mad I was to see Dob's tweet. Saturday night that there was an optional, you know, additional, um, uh, you know, batting, batting practice. Yeah, batting practice. Thank you. Batting practice Saturday afternoon before the game, and four guys showed up. Yeah, and and two of them were rookies, and one of them was Chipper, who's hurt. Right, and of course Chipper shows up because I, you know, I, I still can't Chipper get my head around. Up. I can't get my head around anyone that complains about Chipper or his heart or his desire because it just seems insane to me. But Chipper was there and Conrad was there, which, again, I, I get, you know. And where was Dan Ugla? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was Prado, frankly? I where mean, was Prado's, Gonzalez? Where was any I mean, of these guys? Yeah. Well, it's really, 
you know, we, we've talked about the great clubhouse and the team chemistry and Hinsky is such a, you know, all that stuff. And you guys, you all got to show up. Everybody should show up at that thing, given what's gone on this week. And somebody tweeted back when, to DOB that if Bobby was the manager, that never would have happened. And I thought to myself, yeah, it would have. Yeah, I don't see that either. If, if Bobby was the manager, what wouldn't have happened? People would, that, would that the whole team would have been there, and that it wouldn't have been like it was a, that they've already uh, cast aside uh, Freddie Gonzalez as a manager, and that this is just a. I mean, this, of course, I'm subjecting all this, but but that that's the impression that it leaves that he's already lost the team, and and it's, it's emblematic that you know nobody cares about showing up because only four guys. I mean, it's like, you know, with the Hawks that when Jamal Crawford won the six man, six man. Year, there was yeah. only like two guys from the team that showed up and, and how that showed how fractured that team was, which has certainly played out. But you would hope that with a team that's supposed to have all this great chemistry that, um, that they would take this seriously. I mean, this is a serious issue. And frankly, I don't think that this is an issue that's going to be rectified. I think this is an issue. Do you think the season is lost? I don't think the season is lost, but I think that this is a bad offensive team. And I, I can't, like Hamilton said, I cannot for the life of me get my head around the fact of why that is. Because you think with all these parts put together that this should be an actually a very dynamic offensive team, even especially with with Ham's boyfriend, McClouth, really coming on. Um, all these kind of pieces you brought in Ugla, which was supposed to be the big right-hand bat that you wanted as part of the lineup. None of it has worked, and I, I just I, I cannot believe at this point that this team is all of a sudden going to be this explosive offensive team. I think you might right. see stretches where they score a bunch of runs and where they get a bunch of hits, but I don't think that they're ever over the course of the season. And they are scoring a lot of runs. I mean, you know, we still see that they're third, fourth, fifth in the in the league in, in runs scored, but I think it's it's pockets. It's not sustained scoring, you know. Um, well, yeah, you get days trouble. like... 17, like Saturday, 17 hits, and then you have the rest of the week where they're getting But you going. only score five runs. I know, something was hits. wrong with that, too. And one of those was a three-run homer. Yeah. You know, but I, think- I, I agree with you. I mean, what we have seen objectively this week, even the last couple of weeks, it's not going to be a great offensive team. The only thing I can hang my hat on is this stuff seems to turn on a dime with this team, like it did last year, for example. And and things can miraculously change, but that's really all I can hope for at this point. But that's what. So, but Stevie, what you're saying because I I think that's that is our only strategy at this point is continue to do what we're doing and just hope things get better, right? Because it's not. I mean, and, and hope that things turn on a dime. But I because I don't have faith in this team to change anything. I don't have faith in Freddie to change anything or Larry Parrish to change anything. Or we're not going to get any. You know, new pieces or spark plugs. So that's that's really all we can hang our hat on is that hopefully things turn around. Well, you see, I think it's a little unfair. I mean, Freddie changed the um, the batting order Friday before there were that many injuries. I mean, Chipper was in Friday. You know, yeah. Nate was in Friday. I mean, Freddie changed everything around on Friday. He changed everything around play, on Saturday. Chipper's been playing horribly, so you can't count Chipper as like a whole piece in that. Well, I understand that, but but uh, he moved McClough, You know, I mean, he, he moved did. McClough, he moved Ugla. He moved Chipper. He moved McCann. I mean, he moved. He moved Freeman. He moved everybody around Friday night, and he moved him around but he's, again but, but on he's, Saturday. But he, that's not just Friday night. I mean, he's he's. I think he's made moves to try and 
and energized, but I almost think it, it might just be a, a complete philosophical issue. That we talked about you, Hamilton, I think it was you that brought up the fact that of how little walks there this team is. is right, no walks, a lot of first pitch swings. I mean, they, you know, they had where they where they didn't score over some period of innings. Well, they also hadn't even collected a walk over like thirty innings. They went th- yeah. three more than three games without collecting a walk. And two of these pitchers that they faced um, in this Angels series are not control guys, but they're up there swinging at the first pitch. I mean, and and Chip Carey talked about it. Um, Joe Simpson talked about it. How aggressive they were about swinging at first and second pitches. I mean, Santana's comment, his quote was, they're swinging at everything. Yeah. Now, and so- Curtis, I'm, and you said, I'm with you. I mean, I think we got down on you a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, what are you going to do? Just take a bunch of pitches. Um, if, and if they're good pitches, right? I don't think it's that easy, but I don't, I think we, I, I think we need to mix it up in terms of our approach to the plate. Cause obviously moving the lineup around is not helping. That much. I mean, I think we're still going to get those days where we bust out, but I think it's sort of a sustainable offense. We just don't have it, and I think it's got to be changing our approach at the plate. And I'm so I'm coming around to the fact, like you know, why don't why doesn't Larry Parrish say, guys, calm it down before you go out there? You guys, we're you know, we're giving these these pitchers are lasting into the seventh and eighth inning under a hundred pitches. Take some pitches, right? And and you also are facing a, a team to. To add to that point, that has the worst bullpen in the American League. Right, they've blown more saves than any but, team in the American League is the Angels. But, and you're not even, like you said, you're not even allowing your team to get to the weakness, the softness in their pitching staff. But which that's is not Larry. Bullpen. Yeah, but Larry Parrish. I mean, we when he was on the show, that's not his style. He does not focus on a team batting approach, which goes back to we just got to sort of hope. You know that it turns around, and we got to listen to a bunch of those maddening comments from Freddie and from Parrish and others saying that's oh tough pitcher today. That's the way it goes sometimes. Didn't have a lot of chances today. I mean, just stuff that was just like do something. And then you know, I mean, then having these batting practices where only a quarter of the team or less show up is it's very frustrating. Scott, do you think it's possible that the spark, you know, the 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 spark plug showing up could be we could get it out of this rash of injuries? I mean, Hayward went on the DL today, so he's gone 15 days. You know, Nate left in his first at bat today. Oblique strain looks like I would not be surprised if he goes the goes on the DL tomorrow. They signed Wilkin Ramirez. Joe Mather is going to start seeing a lot of time. Hinsky is going to continue to start to to. It's going to continue to see a lot of time. Maybe that's you know maybe that helps turn this thing around. I mean I don't want to hang everything on Mather's one great game Saturday night, <laughs> but you know he was highly touted for a long time. You don't get the nickname Joey Bombs for nothing. They don't just hand that out easy. They so, don't? No, they Damn. don't. So, uh, so, so I'm not going to start calling you Joey, uh, Joey Bombs <laughs> like you asked me. That email. Oh, it was man. embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe he is a spark plug that can help turn this around. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that it, it's going to happen. But there may be some... There may be some, look, McLeod has been awful in May. McLeod's batting two twenty one in May. You know what I mean? We're not missing much by getting McLeod out of there. Well, Hayward's been awful, in and May. Hayward's Maybe. been awful. Maybe so he Chip- gets and Chipper as of late. Chipper's you know, been l- awful this week. L- Just late. Gonzalez has been awful in May. 
You know Ugla what? Has been I awful thought. As a well, Ugla's just been abominable. Have you? Have you? I, to, I, to jump you here, Steve, and please remember your point for later on. Are we getting to the point where we're convinced that Ugla's season is just going to be bad? That this is going to be an epically bad? It's Jeff just like McLaughlin. Yeah. At this point, Frank Corian. I mean, maybe he bounces back next season, but maybe that this is one of these like after Andrew had his near MVP season and he came back and batted two eleven or whatever he did the next year. I mean, are we getting closer to the point where we're going to have to accept the fact that Ugla is just a ground out waiting to happen? I'm not Ugh. ready to believe his whole season is just in the crapper. Yeah. At what point are you going to? believe that his season is in the crapper at the end of the season no. i think it's got to you know i mean it but he's it, it could turn around so quickly yeah but we keep like, saying we, we keep saying oh, i know but curtis here's but breakout. here's the breakout well look at here oh well this is this game this again so but the- i hear you but so what are you going to do i mean oh, you're talking sorry. about everything in 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 the past what are you going to do i mean bench him not play him well, yeah, I, have- I don't think that's where kurt was going he's just asking do we think it's a lost season for him I think you, uh, you know, talk to me on June 15th. I think so you're giving him another season. month. I'm nope. giving him another month. And yes, I would, I, would, I would bench him at some point. I would bench him for a couple of days. I would, I would sit him down and, and let Prado play second or let Diori play second. Move Gonzalez. The only Gonzalez problem is we're running out of players. You know? I understand, so and I totally players. understand that. But you're also running out of, of time. The, Chase Utley is, is going to start playing second base for the Phillies here probably this week. Tomorrow. No, he's tomorrow, Monday. And you, uh, you know, we, we can sit here and talk about the fact that, oh, look, we're only three and a half games out. I guess we are four games three, out. Three and, like and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. And look at all well, poorly we've played offensively and blah, blah, blah. Well, we're only three and a half games out to the Phillies who have not had Chase Utley, who have not had. Um, Brad Lidge, you know, they have not played nearly to their potential. They didn't have Oswald for a period of time. So we should be really lucky that we're only three and a half games out, given the fact that their pieces have not all been in place, and they could easily now just explode. I mean, they have not been playing well at all, and we have not been able to make up any ground on those guys. And you can't tell me that Victorino obviously just went out, but the catalyst that that Chase Utley could bring to that lineup and get those guys totally going and while we stand still and watch them separate themselves, which is very reminiscent of what happened. I mean, and obviously the injuries are going to play a part, and that's what killed us last year, and it might kill us this year. But our offense has, has pretty much kept us standing in the quicksand all the year. Problem with, the problem with Ugla is, though, next week. Is that he's batting 182? Well, that's of course, and that we can look back at the end of the season and say he was had a horrible April and May. But I mean, he's one of those players that I mean, he's five years of productivity. I mean, he's you know, what if next week he just starts it, it, he flips the switch and starts getting a couple of dingers a week and is hitting at two fifty? I mean, he's not a huge average guy, so it's going to take him a long time to get his average back up. Yeah. But you know, look, but subtract the last two months. I mean, it, it's tough to say that right now we're going to write off his whole season. You know, the, the barely. We can certainly write off his spring or his first fifty games. The almost impossible silver lining to see, I think, with the Ugla thing, is that now it's gotten so bad that like he's talking about it in the press, and Freddie is acknowledging it. I feel like that could mark a turning point where it becomes easier to drop him down the lineup or to sit him a day or two. Like it's just so out in the open that even the players and the team is talking about it, not just out on the, you know, on the blogs, that, that maybe, the, 
I don't know. I just feel like maybe he can start to relax now that it's everyone's discussing it and everyone's acknowledging it and it's time to, you know, do something. Well, and I, you know, and I have, I appreciate, I, and I will, I don't, they always go out of their way to say, oh, well, despite his offensive woes, he hasn't mailed it in. Blah. I mean, he's still hustling down to first, you know, I mean, he's still making really good defensive plays and all that, but my God, I would trade in six errors for a 280 batting average right now in a heartbeat, you know? <laughs> I'm with you. All right, guys, time for fair or foul, where I throw something out there and you agree with it fair or disagree with it foul. So fair or foul, Kimbrell should remain our everyday closer. Hammy. Um, I'm going to say foul. Uh, it, it pretty pretty emphatically. I think that um, – so let's look at the numbers. I mean, he's 12 for 16, right? So he's blowing saves at a 25% clip, um, which is tough. And I just remember Freddie at the beginning of the season saying he was going to try some things out, flip-flop the guys, and see who was had the best sort of mentality for it. And I think – Overwhelmingly, Venters has earned the, a chance to be the closer and to give him a spot. You know, I think that we've seen. I mean, it's, it, and and if you even look at a, the more recent subset, Kimmel's been horrible lately. I mean, he's really just sort of flip a coin and see if he's got it or not. And obviously, he's going to go in there. He's going to throw triple digit pitches sometimes. He's got nasty stuff, but I don't trust him at all. Um, and I think it, I I would definitely think it's time to give Venters a shot. All right, Curtis. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that we a lot of this we played out on the comment section this week um, for people that haven't read it. But yes, this was my uh, push this week, and I I just I'm not sure where um, he was designated as the closer and why that it's just an established thing that he is the closer. I mean, we were right. calling for McLeod to be set. We we're calling for whomever to you know we called for Chipper to be set at some point. I mean. It doesn't matter what his title or his assignment should be. The guy that's the best suited to be doing that is the guy that should be doing it. And right now, heads and tails, as Hamilton just pointed out so eloquently, it's Venters. And it's Venters. I mean, DOB thinks Venters is the best relief pitcher in baseball, not just on the Braves, not just in the National League, but in all of the league. I mean, his ERA is going south. It's .68 now. Uh, Kimbrell's is going north of three. Yeah. And the fact that he's blown six or seven saves at this point. So absolutely. He has four four blown saves. Out of 16 chances. Yep. Well, that's a bad ratio. Whatever. It is. It is. I totally agree. So I'm whatever. I'm I'm completely fair on Venner's being the closer and frankly being the closer for the rest of the season. I I don't see why this is even an issue, why this is even a conversation, as Hamilton pointed out. It's, this was supposed to be a flip-flop situation like we had with, uh, with uh, Soriano and Mike Gonzalez, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and why that hasn't even been addressed, let alone why Kimbrell hasn't been replaced. Yeah, so I just, like, I am mesmerized by Kimbrell's stuff. He feels more like a closer to me, and Venters feels more like an eighth-inning guy to me. And, uh, look, I, I totally get that I'm just hypnotized by his 98-mile-an-hour fastball and his 90-mile-an-hour curveball. I worry but about... you feel confident in him? No. Look, I, I, you know, I was there Monday night uh, against Houston, and he, you know, the first two batters... I mean, he got the save that night, but the first two batters he faced went to full counts. He has walked... He's, he's issued walks in nine of his appearances 
in the you know as closer, which is just including awful. yesterday the leadoff guy. Yeah, right. It's he he walks the leadoff guy a lot. Yeah, which is just horrendous for, for yeah. the closer. I'm, I'm I'm not defending his performance to date. There's just been God. There have been there have been appearances for him where he is just untouchable in that blow guys away. 98 mile an hour fastball way, which just intrigues me as the closer. I, I, I'm so sort of, fair I, or foul, CB. Yeah, I know, I know. It, <laughs> but I mean, Ventures, think, Ventures, is throw, Ventures is throwing at 95, 96 miles an hour. I know, and and he and like he is truly untouchable. All throwing it up there at 82 miles an hour or something like that. I mean, he's bringing it in, and he's he's a lefty, and it's just it's so nasty what he's throwing it. Do you have any? I, so Ventures is really this mild mannered guy. Do you have any concern about his makeup as the closer versus an eighth inning guy? All as I opposed think, to like schizo Kimbrel. <laughs> No. Yeah. And you know what? Isn't it just worth a shot? Okay, I mean, what damage is it going to do? Right now we're flipping a coin with Kimbrel, right? I think the and risk I, you I, run I, is, I, is you blow Kimbrel's confidence for the future, for the long term, by pulling him from the role. And maybe but, that's just silly, and I'm just is that, is that, is, that, is, is his Is his confidence worth more than him blowing a quarter of the saves that he's put in to take care of? Yeah, it's it, it's a good question. I'm I'm just thinking long term for the team. I mean, I pictured this guy as our closer for the next five years, you know. And he might be. Yeah. But he is not the guy right now. And maybe maybe it's actually just a turn it on his head. I mean, maybe sort of a demotion or you know being taken out of that role is exactly what he needs. I mean, he's a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, as we discussed last Sunday. Did you say fair foul? I said nothing. (laughs) Say it. Say it. Flair. All right. I will say um, foul. He should not remain as our Oh, Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, last Sunday, Chipper was pulled from the lineup of that final Phillies game with that slight tear in his meniscus. He got a shot for it, so he really only ended up missing Sunday and Monday of this past week and came back Tuesday. Missing, air quotes. Sorry, finish your sentence. And he's played all the games since, he's played all the games this week uh, except for today where he sat because he had like hamstring tightness. So guys, fair or foul, (laughs) Chipper should just take the three weeks. (laughs) What did I miss? And uh, Hamilton just, (laughs) hamstring tightness. So fair or foul, Chipper should just take the three weeks, get the microsurgery to repair the meniscus. Kurt? Well, if you had asked me like two days ago, I think my my answer might have been different. But I, I still think it's fair. But obviously, it's it's not as strong a fair as it would be without Hayward and without potentially McLeod and without potentially a lot of guys that make up the the starting lineup. Um, but I, I, if this is going to be an any issue at all, I would so much rather he take care of it right now. Um, and I wish Hayward, in the same sense, had told somebody that he had a dead arm and not let it go this long. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go fair. All right, fair. So you think he should take the three weeks? I do. All right. Hammy? Yes, fair, absolutely. Um, I feel like um, the best thing, the, if he doesn't, the best thing that can happen with him is that he will continue to play through pain um, and continue to play poorly and run the risk of injuring it more, right? Um 
or you know he's or or he keeps taking these cortisone cortisone shots where he doesn't feel the pain and he stresses it too much and he tears it. But I feel like without this surgery, he's a he's an older guy, right? His body is banged up. Either he's he's going to hurt his knee more because he's not going to heal as quickly and he's going to play ineffectively or he's going to overcompensate with something else around his knee like his hamstring um, and hurt something else and there's just no good that can come of him trying to sort of ball player this out and be like I'm just you know I need it for the team or whatever I think it's inane that he's even trying to just that he's playing around with it at his age with considering his health record so I think he absolutely Get the surgery. It's a known quantity. Take three weeks out. Come back strong. Heal up the rest of your body. Um, and, you know, we need him for a longer stretch instead of him actually being on the field and playing poorly. So, fair, absolutely. Get the surgery. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how bad his numbers were this week until I looked. He, was, he went four for 22 this week with only one walk and no RBI. And 27 strikeouts. Exactly. You wouldn't yeah. think. You wouldn't think for Chipper, but just like Ann Keel, he struck out on deck a couple of times. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 Kurt, to your point, I, I I could have changed my answer with Hey, we're going on the DL today, and McLeod going out. But I agree. He he's, you know, he's 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 not benefiting the team right now. He's clear. He is so banged up that he's not even getting walks. I mean, he he is just so messed up. I agree. I think we limp along without him and get him healthy. Well, and the same with Hayward, you know. Um, it's very disappointing that we're going through that again, and now he's on the DL, right? Didn't they DL him? They DL'd him today. Did we already talk about that? Yeah. So, you know, did, and not that Chipper's making his injury a secret in any regard, but just that if if Hayward had gone ahead and taken care of this, potentially he would be back and would be – at full strength now. Instead, he let it linger and linger, and his production was terrible. And so just now he's, uh, you know, yeah. going to go on the DL. Right, exactly. Which, we, we, we wasted two or three weeks or more with him when he could have just been here. Being worthless and then yeah. sort of missing games and, yeah, holding the team in limbo. Just yes, if you missing know you games, of- again, in air quotes, missing games. Yeah, both when he's in the lineup and not, Right. you know. And just, like, get it over with and, and just let us just, you know, do damage control instead of just dragging on. It makes me – it's so frustrating. With every injury, we're getting closer and closer to a Brooks-Conrad start at second base, by the way. Uh, it's out there. It's lingering. It's hovering. I feel like we're getting to – I like, hoping for Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, when you we, when you think about who's got to start now and who's going to be coming off the bench first, it's pretty grim. Well, that's the other thing. So then you get Brooks Conrad in there, and you get Diori in there, or you know Mather and Ramirez. Yeah. So then then you get people like Pastor Nicky coming in off the bench, who I know is promising, or Hicks, um, Young, these guys who are. That, I mean, that's that's who you're putting the game on the line in late innings with. Well, right, which is why we got to just get all this stuff straightened out now. I mean, we yeah. faced all that in the freaking playoffs last year, which did not work exactly. out. Let, let's take exactly. care of it now. But, and with Chipper, it's like he also is running the risk with this meniscus tear. If he keeps getting cortisone shots, hoping for it to heal, he could just he could completely tear it and be out for the season. Yeah. He's, he's an old dude. He should not be playing around with this, playing through pain. It's very frustrating, and it's just like it's. It seems. It, I mean, it seems like it's a no-brainer to me. 
you know, and I can understand, oh, it's a slight tear and it could heal by itself, but I mean, it just seems that it's too risky. All right, guys, fair or foul, you are still confident in Freddie as the coach, Hammy? Um, I am foul. I'm not confident in this team at all. Um, I know that they could turn it. I know that just a week ago, or even this week, we were a game and a half back, and I I think I posted a comment or tweeted you guys that this, we had as many wins as any other team did in the national in the majors. Um, but but then after a week like this, I have no confidence in them. I really don't. I don't think that Freddie is um, a great manager. I don't think he's dynamic or unique, and I know that's not necessarily something you want in a manager. Um, but he just seems incredibly predictable. Um, he doesn't seem very uh, – I don't know. He just seems very predictable. And, and, and I think when things turn around, I would, Freddie's the last person I'll give credit to. <laughs> wow, okay. You know, no, I just feel like it's, it's, it's either it's going to be we just, you know, things turn around, the, the, hit, the bats got going or something changed. But Freddie, at this point, in terms of confidence in him, he's not the one that I'm looking to as the reason that, that you know, if things are going well. So. All right, Curtis. I'm with him. Um, so, what does that make me fair? Foul. No, foul. foul. I am not confident. Yeah, and I do actually. I do want a unique and dynamic manager. Uh, I think that would be something unique and dynamic that would be brought <laughs> to the team. Um, and it's not coming from Freddie. I don't want I, you know, uh, I don't. I don't want him. Well, either. but Ozzy uh, Gian's, you know. Yes, that, I mean, that's, that's the other extreme. one extreme to the other. Right. So, right. Sure. Um, but I. I I just I was never shy about the fact that I wanted a complete break from Bobby Cox, and I, I I'm just shocked of the the things that we're seeing that are such the carryover from the Braves teams of the last three or four years, and I just cannot, for the life of me, understand why when we have a new manager and a partially new staff, why it is that these themes of these last couple of seasons are continuing to play themselves out with the Braves. I mean, there's no change. It's the same dynamic. We don't play well against bad opponents. We don't play well against pitchers we've never seen and young guys. We don't play well, you know, we don't get the big hits in timely fashion. We're not playing small ball. Um, You know, fundamentally, there's some issues. And I just don't understand why there's not been some sort of shift in what's gone on and what's frankly driven me so crazy of the last few years with Bobby as their manager and now Freddie as their manager. So glaring foul. Well, that's the thing. It's interesting. You know, for all the complaining we had about Bobby, and this was a point that Hammy liked to bring up, was Bobby was a great leader. Not the best X's and O's guys, but a great leader. And you could see that he kept the team together you know, the most recent example was didn't let them get too low during last year's nine-game losing streak, and then they went on that tear and all of that stuff. I feel like with Freddie, you get all of the not-so-great stuff from Bobby, but you don't get all the great stuff that Bobby brought to the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's interesting, yeah. Because a lot of what Bobby, his his greatness came from his, his longevity in a lot of ways and his experience, right? And his rapport with the players and which Freddie just doesn't have the benefit of. Well, do we, do we think that that is an indictment that four guys showed up for this mandatory bad practice? It absolutely crossed my mind, Kurt. That, that, that was something I meant to say earlier. I imagine you rudely cut me off. Probably. But, um, but, but yeah, it, just... it absolutely cut, uh, crossed my mind. Maybe they're like, they don't care. 
So, so you know, and, and the things that Freddie is bringing to the table. Hold on, Hammy. Hold on. The, the things that 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 Freddie is bringing to the table, like his crazy use of bunts. Like the dude is bunting a lot, but it's it's really sort of insane stuff. I mean, like bunting in the first inning. Don't give away outs in the first inning. It's just ridiculous. There's been some suspect bullpen management from him. The, you know, the only thing I've really liked is this weekend's lineup shifting around. That's really the only thing I've looked at Freddie and went, great, Freddie, you're doing something that's, you know, unique to you and you're making a real decision and you're trying to change things up. So, do you, I mean, the thing is, do you, do you think those, so those four guys, or there are 21 guys who didn't show up or however many, mm-hmm. um, I mean, do you think that – are we overreacting to this? This is a team that's – what are they, 26 and 23, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're in the upper echelon of teams. Um, there's a lot of stats that just a couple days ago that point to the things are going well. Um, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're overreacting. I just – what strikes me is like last year – we had good reason to be super negative, and this just feels like a super negative show. And why do we not have the confidence in this team, even though they're not a horrible team? Right? And is that because of Freddie? Right? Is it because of the expectations? I think that's a piece of it. I, I don't know at the end of the day that Freddie feels like a smart baseball man. I always trusted at the end of the day that Bobby was a smart baseball man. Yeah. Or that had been around long enough that he had seen everything. Yeah, and could keep the guys together. And and you know, get the best out of them over the over the duration of the season. I don't know I'm, if that's true anymore. Because you you could I mean to just to the other side of that coin. If if Freddie really I mean he, why not call a mandatory batting practice, right? I mean why you know and then you can't really fault people if it's not mandatory. I mean. Maybe they're just not worried about it. I mean, I don't know. It, it seems silly, obviously. And, and look, you know, none of us were professional athletes. Dan Ugla may have been like, good God, the last thing I need to do is get in the cage more. I, I you know, I, I know that I'm not performing. I, I know what I need to do. I don't need to stress out more. In the, you know, who knows? Right. But yeah, I think there's other guys that we're not killing that didn't show up. That's true. Prado didn't show up. McCann didn't show up. Hinsky didn't Gonzalez show up. Gonzalez didn't show up. Gonzalez you know. didn't show up. Oh, you know, Other that was one thing I wanted to say. And, Kurt, I would have told you Gonzalez has had a terrible May as well. But he's hitting like 290 in May. Oh, really? Huh. Now, his, his hits have come in bunches. He's had a lot of 0 for games. Yeah, and right. probably at times when they don't mean anything. Yeah. All right, guys. Time for the best and worst sign of the week. So, Kurt, I don't know if you were able to balance this one out. Um, no, I mean, you know, best, obviously, I would, I, I just went with Mather. Um, and it's not just the one day that he had. Um, he went 10 for 17 this week. So that's, that's pretty good. And yeah. now that yeah. he's going to be our starting center fielder, I at least have some faith that it's not just going to be a giant hole that that's going to be thrown out there. Um, and runner-up would be Hinsky, who also had a pretty good week, 11 for 26. So both of those guys, and obviously they're thrust in there. So it, if there is some confidence to be had with these guys going out, is that the guys that have come in and replaced them, and obviously we, we loved a lot of Hinsky last year until he was really, at that point, becoming a full-time starter and, and he dropped off precipitously. But, um, yeah, they, they both had really good weeks. So yeah, I would throw Freeman in there as well. I mean, it's been a yes. real roller coaster season for him, but he was 8 for 23 this week. Agreed. And Proctor 
pitched three and two thirds this week and gave up one run and and one walk. You know, Proctor, I know is a little wild, but you know, Proctor's a been little been somewhat of a stable <laughs> force. And uh, oh, it's all relative. It's all <laughs> depressingly relative. <laughs> he's been somewhat of a stable force. And you got to give a shout out to Mac. I mean, without McCann. It's even an even more depressing. Absolutely, game. absolutely. McCann was had was in the very few offensive bright spots this week. He was part of most of them. Yeah. All right. What do you got for worst sign? Um, I just I, I, I if the injury bug was the thing that came to mind because we saw what it did to the team last year, and I really think that of all teams, for whatever reason, that team last year just really had something going on. And when those injuries hit, they just, they could never recover. And so I'm worried that with Hudson and with Hayward and with McClough and with Chipper and all these guys that are going to be out and Moylan just got moved to the 60 day. So obviously he's gone. Beachy is gone. Um, so that's my, my worry is that, that we just get buried over We're the thin. next three or yeah. four weeks. Yeah. We're very thin. Yeah, we, we didn't even mention that Miner is going to start Wednesday in Pittsburgh for uh, to for Hudson while he's getting his back checked out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would just throw in, you know, our Chipper, Hayward, and Ugla just don't exist this week. And and they are the power, you know, aside from Mac. I mean, they're the power in this lineup, and they're just invisible. Yeah. Yeah. But... I know, uh, it's but, not this week. I mean, Hayward, obviously, we, I think we, he was our worst from a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah. And Ugla, frankly, has been the worst all year long. It's yeah, Ugla's boring. become like yeah. McLeod. Like last year, it just became boring to mention McLeod for least valuable player. Right. And Ugla's become that. Didn't we, didn't we name the award after McLeod? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, the, Prado, the Prado and the McLeod. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't want to call it the Ugla. That's scary. But guys, I mean, just... It, we're st- we're not. It's not with all these bad signs and with all these injuries. And Curtis, you said it. So I mean, I'm going to sort of a counter to your point about it doesn't matter that we're still have all these positive signs. I mean, the fact that we had such a bad week, we're still right there. You know what I mean? If, is I don't know. I just feel like if we can just sort of quickly right the ship, you know, get Chipper healed quickly, like Hayward and McLeod. And everybody just, if we, I mean, we can ride this out. We're right there. We have the potential to be a good team. It's not like all is lost. It's just a frust- It's it's more of a frustrating week than a depressing week because we should have we should have taken care of business against Arizona. We should have definitely taken care of business against Houston, although we did. But you know, more sort of emphatically. Yeah. Well, so. and I, you know, when I said it, I, I, I don't want any people writing in saying, "Oh, you guys, so you've already given up on the season." That's not what I'm saying. I don't want those words attributed to me. I'm like Newt Gingrich. If those words show up, they are not true. I'm um, saying if that- you quote me as saying that, then that's you're right. Wrong. Then you are wrong. <laughs> but what I am, I'm just, I'm concerned. I'm just waiting for the switch every week. And and we talked about it right before the show. I mean, I predicted that they would go three and four this week. They went two and five. So it was amazing the difference between that one game. And honestly, I figured, I predicted that they would lose um, two of three to the Angels. So. If it had gone, to, you know, it, it all went down to was one blown save against the uh, the Diamondbacks, and we would have ended up three and four. But this just this whole this whole Angel series was just another one of these giant stink bombs. And um, so I, I, it's just you know you do the show, and obviously you're on the high or the low of what you're most familiar with, which was just a bad weekend of baseball. I'm saying that it's September 20th, and the season is lost. 
That's what I'm saying. You guys have a different calendar, clearly. Interesting. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's look. You at sort the... of lost. <laughs> you sort of lost you there. <laughs> That's okay. All right, That's guys. Right. Let's let's look at the week ahead. So we have two against the Pirates. Uh, in Pittsburgh, and then three at home against the Reds, and we mercifully have two days off this week. So, um, JJ versus Morton, Tuesday Uh-oh. night, and, and our, our old buddy Charlie Morton. They're hey, both at he's, five on, he's on one. my fantasy team. He's been killing it. I know. He's he's 5-1, and one, and people are saying that his mechanics are now identical to Halliday's. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and then it's Minor just, versus... we're going to lose. Exactly. Minor versus McDonald who's 3-3 three and three with a 5.5 ERA, so he'll clearly own us. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Left-hand? Actually, actually, yeah. We'll yeah, do no, left- that's the only thing. He's a right-hander. Right? <laughs> He's not a lefty. Um, and then three at home with the Reds, which should be Hanson, Lowe, and JJ. I know that Volquez and Arroyo are starting the first two games for Cincinnati, both of whom have really <laughs> high ERAs. So, again, that doesn't bode well for us. He'll own us. Uh, all right. Uh, Curtis, how do you think we're going to go this week? Three and two. All right. Uh, do, do you want to predict how uh, the series go? Um, I say we. God, God I, I was going to sweep, the, I sweep the pirates. The but, yeah, yeah, way to I, prepare I, for I the think, show, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got to be. I say one and one, and then two and one against the Reds. All right, Hammy. I'm, I'm just I'm just making a mental note that Kurt did not prepare for this show. Just to oh, just bring it up, you know. Hey, rapture. Four, four months from now, um, uh, I'm saying two and three. I think we win. I I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we own Morton, and then that other dude kills us because he's horrible. Um, and it's Pittsburgh, so you know that we're not going to get up for it. And then that we win one of two against Cincy, so two and three. Yeah, I mean that's exactly my prediction. Two and three. So let the record show that Kurt. Wow! Makes more wins than Hammy and I do. This the week. eternal optimist. <laughs> yes. That is the rapture. That's the actual rapture. The <laughs> is, yes, is truly here. Forget the earthquake in New Zealand. <laughs> that is your side. Uh, speaking of that, welcome back, Will, to the comments board. Our yes. beloved Japanese listener, we are very happy to have him back, and God bless him and all those unfortunate people over there. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, that's the show. As always, please check us out at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com for past shows. To check out our three weekly blogs, there's really some great blogs out there, folks. Check them out. Uh, And to post in our comments section. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at ATL Baseball Talk and on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Had to make peace with my enemies, accept the power greater than my... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.